0: the Denver Broncos host the San Francisco 49ers in week three of NFL action on Sunday night football and on today's brand new episode Locked On Broncos for a crossover Thursday I sit down with Locked On 49ers host Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker to break down the biggest stories for each team the key matchups to watch for and we talk about how the Broncos can win on Sunday and what they need to do you get that and much more on today's brand new episode Locked On Broncos you are locked on Broncos Your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. It is crossover Thursday all across the locked on podcast network. The Denver Broncos will host the San Francisco 49ers week three on Sunday night football. I'm Cody York host of lockdown Broncos joined alongside by the hosts of the locked on 49ers podcast, Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock. And on today's crossover episode, you're going to get a preview of the beginning, the biggest story with each team heading into this week, key matchups to look for and what the Broncos and what the 49ers have to do in order to come out on top on Sunday for a victory gentlemen, So excited to break down Sunday's big primetime matchup with both of you. And so because the Broncos are hosting this game, I want to open the floor to you guys here for the San Francisco 49ers. What is the biggest story with the team this week, either offensively or defensively?
1: Oh, man. The biggest story has been the same damn story for going on 18 months now since the 49ers traded up to number three overall to get a quarterback. And uh, it's funny because the story is still here, even though Trey Lance is now hurt. He's not going to be playing. He's done for Maybe the whole year we're, we're getting some reports that maybe come back after 12, 14 weeks or something like that, uh, but very likely done for most of the year, if not all of the year. And it's funny because as far as the 49ers team goes, it kind of settles things. Jimmy's the quarterback. Everyone knows that. No question. Nobody else is coming in. Nobody's going out. It's Jimmy's team. It's back to normal. It's the team that everybody who's been there knows, you know how it's going to operate is Jimmy G's squad, just like it was back in 2019 when they went to the Super Bowl, just like last year when they went to the NFC Championship game. So a, a lot of it's solidified, but as far as the storyline goes, it's still you know very fresh in 49ers fans' minds with seeing their young up-and-coming quarterback that they hope is going to be the next star in the league in Trey Lance see him go down and and break that leg. And so there's a lot of, uh, you know, arguments and, and talk about how responsible uh, coach Kyle Shanahan has been in this whole thing and if he was mismanaged. And so it obviously opens up a whole can of worms there. So there's like one side of things, which is the conversation, which is not really even about the team and what's going on. And then the other thing is when you look at the teams, like, oh, yeah, it's the same squad. Let's go run it back. Let's see if we
0: can get back to uh, the NFC
1: Championship game.
0: Croc, what about you on the defensive side of the ball? Any storylines in particular? Because I know for the Broncos, they've been looking at Nick Bosa as one of those guys he has got three sacks on the year. He's one of those guys they have to watch out to. But to my understanding, there was also a 49ers defensive player that received a contract extension earlier this week.
2: Yeah, and... You probably would think Dre Greenlaw, right? That's the linebacker received the contract extension. But I think outside of Nick Bosa, or maybe even including Nick Bosa, the biggest storyline as it pertains to the San Francisco 49ers defense has been Troy Polamalu. I mean, uh, uh, not Troy Polamalu, Hufunga <laughs> Talanoa Hufunga, the <laughs> safety out of USC, of uh, following in Troy Polamalu's footsteps. He's been lights out, man. He's been on fire. Now he's not. I guess as athletically gifted as Troy Polamalu, And we saw him, a 4 3 guy, go on to Pittsburgh. But just in the sense of how they're utilized and kind of their ability of like being a playmaker, I mean, you just see that right away when you watch Hufanga play. If you put on the film against Chicago, you see him jump a route pick a pass off uh, you saw him having tackles for loss he's in the backfield uh, continuously and I'm confused as to how he's on the back end making plays and then in the backfield making plays <laughs> just right away and then you watch him this past game and same thing he's jumping routes but when you put on the film and you watch him against the Seattle Seahawks they left this guy in man coverage against Tyler Lockett in the slot with a two-way go and all he did was with no help no safety help no anything jumped the route undercut it the ball went through his hands but ended up going to a safety's hands behind him who came from uh the far hash so he continues to make plays all over the field he's tackling he's a tackling machine he's actually graded out right now through two weeks and still super early right anything can happen but he's the second highest graded safety in all of the nfl right now so i think you know being able to get him in the fifth round and the early returns on what it looks like we'll see if it's sustainable he's playing lights out Tyler no Hu
0: from a lockdown Broncos perspective, the biggest story, and this is going to be huge for the San Francisco 49ers, and I think fans are wondering as well, how can the Broncos offense finally piece things together? They've been friend zoned in the red zone so far through two games, 0 for 6. They've had opportunities, but they've been unable to finish. And there's Russell Wilson, somebody that had the 49ers and them defensively, they know Russell Wilson very, very well, and it's going to be a big key. But coming into this matchup, the San Francisco 49ers defense, from what I understand, are one of the top rushing defenses, and one of the top defenses in terms of total yards allowed per game this season. They're number one in that metric there. It'll be a tough challenge for the Broncos offense that may have to do it without wide receiver Jerry Judy, who suffered a rib injury in the Broncos 16 to 9 win against the Houston Texans in week two. So Cortland Sutton saw a majority workload of the offensive side, had seven catches over 100 yards against the Texans but some other guys are going to have to step up. If Jerry Judy does not play in this game, it puts the Broncos in a very, very unique position. Croc, you know, I'm a defensive back guy. I know you are as well. One thing that concerns me this week with the Broncos, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Patrick Sertan is questionable. is considered day-to-day after dealing with the shoulder injury. He sustained in Sunday's win against the Houston Texans. He did not return to that game, missed the entire second half. And I think from a defensive coordinator standpoint, you look at having a guy like Patrick Sertan on the field, you feel a little bit more comfortable as a defensive coordinator. You don't worry as much. And when you have to play against an all-around athlete, a weapon like Debo Samuel, I think you feel a little bit better, even though it's going to be a big challenge going against Debo. You feel a little bit better with a guy like Sertan out there. From a 49ers perspective, you know how do you guys interpret the Broncos maybe being without Jerry Judy or Patrick Sertan this week? I would say that Jerry Judy
2: is probably the bigger blow. Sertain, as good as he is, he's one of the best young cornerbacks in the NFL. The 49ers just don't attack cornerbacks, which is really weird, right? Like, you can have the worst corner in the league, but Kyle Shanahan, he's gonna run his scheme. And his biggest thing is trying to figure out who is undisciplined in the middle, where it's linebackers and whatnot, and trying to figure out different ways to put those guys in binds and do things that work against their rules. So that's his whole thing. But, I mean, you can have a cornerback on the outside who is in his rookie game, and he's not going to say, oh, yeah, that's the mark. We're going to target this guy all night long. So losing Sertan against most teams would be a big issue against the 49ers. I'm not sure how much unless they just randomly just start throwing the ball to Brandon Ayukatan. And there was one play I watched a lot of JTL Sullivan breakdowns and there was a fourth down play and he showed this kind of concept where it was kind of like three guys to one side, almost like a flood concept to the left and Jimmy Garoppolo just threw the ball deep. It was like inaccurate, what not, incomplete. But on the on the backside of this play, one-on-one coverage, he had Brennan Ayuk and Brennan Ayuk against one-on-one coverage to backside of a play destroyed his cornerback. And again, Jimmy Garoppolo, his eyes never worked that way so he was never gonna get backside. But most teams say, oh man, I have a matchup that I like. I got this corner off coverage against one of my better receivers. I need to make this a priority in my progression. And the 49ers, they just don't work that way. So I don't know if it's a Jimmy Garoppolo decision or if it's Kyle Shanahan, but I think for the most part, what we've seen from the 49ers, Kyle has never been one to just say, we're going to go at this cornerback all night long. So I think you're safe with with the Sotan thing, but the receiver, Jerry Judy, that if he's out, that would be a bigger miss.
1: I I will say there was a little bit of different mindset I, I saw and it was a little it was subtle uh, if you haven't watched a lot of Jimmy G it might be a little subtle but there's a, a revenge tour mindset that Jimmy G might have he, he let it fly a couple of times he's never going to be a great downfield outside the numbers passer but he let a couple fly and I don't know if it was because he was using Trey Lance's game script that Kyle Shanahan had drawn up uh, but he let a couple go and he got a, a PI on one there's rookie PI on two uh, two of them. Yeah. And so it, uh, Danny gray, the rookie, uh, you know, he's got that four, three speed the 49 like Like I've always called Jimmy aggressively intermediate the way he throws and teams know how to defend that. And if, there's, there's an opportunity for the 49ers to take advantage of that. And if someone like Patrick Sertan isn't on the outside, I think they could take advantage of it. Will this new Jimmy Garoppolo that's maybe playing for a new contract, that's maybe got new life and invigorated, saying his shoulder and his arm are feeling great, maybe even better than it did before. There's an opportunity. And, I, and that's something I'm going to be following with Jimmy this season to see if he does open things up a little bit, to see if Kyle Shanahan has realized that you know we we got to call these plays, even if Jimmy's not great at them to keep defenses honest so it does open up the middle of the field for kids over the middle and uh, Debo Samuel to do his
0: work. Well, speaking of Debo Samuel, speaking of George Kittle, what are some of the key matchups we'll be diving into here in Sunday Night Football between the 49ers and the Denver Broncos? We're going to dive deep into some of the key matchups we're looking forward to seeing this weekend coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about Nugenix, the sponsor of today's Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown 49ers crossover episode. And if you feel like you just can't get in shape, it's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging? Nugenics total T testosterone booster with testophone will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man that you really want to be. Nugenics total T contains man boosting key ingredients like testophone. It has been validated in five clinical studies to show to boost free testosterone levels in men because Nugenics total T boosts free testosterone at the aging process. Robs, you'll feel stronger and leaner and with more energy and drive and more passion too and your partner will notice the difference. While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials and Nugenics Formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231231 231, text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat and Incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text NFL to 231 231. Text NFL to 231 231. As we continue, the Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown 49ers crossover Thursday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you so much real quick to everybody that's tuning in. If you're a Broncos fan, 49ers fan, for making Lockdown Broncos or Lockdown 49ers your first listen of the day, free and available everywhere you get your podcast, or whether you're watching both shows on YouTube. All of us, we appreciate you here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now, gentlemen, let's get into some of the key matchups that we're looking forward to seeing here. Sunday Night Football in the San Francisco 49ers travel to take on the one and one Denver Broncos primetime time action on sunday here. First off from the 49ers perspective, what are some of the key matchups that both you, Eric, and Brian are looking forward to seeing this upcoming weekend?
2: I think it has to be the 49ers run game against that front of the Denver Broncos. And right now, the 49ers are trying to figure it out at the running back position. The lost Elijah Mitchell uh, at the start of the season, first half against the uh, Chicago Bears. That's a big blow. I mean, he's their best runner outside of Debo Samuel. And how how much do you want to kind of open Debo Samuel up to the possibility of just taking more and more hits? Uh, just because he's you know maybe your best running back right now uh well I mean technically he's a wide back but you don't want to continue to kind of open him up to those hits so I think just seeing are the 49ers going to be able to run the ball against that front and you know you guys have some big guys there DJ Jones 49ers are very familiar with him in the middle there can young guys like Aaron Banks and uh, Spencer Burford be able to move him and Banks surprisingly has played very well early so far but they got to keep that going against that front of the Broncos so that run game I think that's one thing I'm going to be really looking forward to seeing.
1: Yeah, Crock took mine with DJ Jones because um, maybe a little revenge game there for DJ Jones in the middle of the of the defense. And he's so good taking on blocks and he's disruptive as well. And we'll see if he has an opportunity to, um, you know, and it's, it's a brand new interior for the 49ers offensive line and, and Kyle Shanahan's offense, all keys on the run game. So that's that's really important to this game. I'm going to go one step deeper on. The, uh, the Denver Broncos defense to the the linebackers in the middle of the field? Can can George Kittle get on the field? He did practice limited last Friday, and there was a chance he was going to play. I think they held him out with his groin injury with the rainy conditions. Already, I just looked actually a few minutes ago just to make sure it wasn't rain for the third straight week for the 49ers. It looks like 75 and sunny in Denver, so it's going to be some nice weather in this one if George Kittle's on the field, can they take advantage of the Broncos linebackers in the middle of the field, run the ball. And if they can run the ball and they have that, those windows in the middle of the field and catch and run stuff for Debo Samuel, catch and run over the middle for George Kittle. It's going to be a long day for any team that the 49ers play against. So that's definitely the key for the 49ers on offense.
0: Well, I know coming into this game, I was keying and doing some studying on the 49ers. Now through two weeks, they have the number, I think it's the number two ranked rushing offense in the NFL at 182.6 yards per game. I mean, that's efficient volume. You mentioned the injuries to Elijah Mitchell and obviously uh, Davis Price as well. So I'd be very eager to see who steps up at running back and kind of as Croc alluded to, will they use Debo Samuel in the backfield a little bit? I know we had a 51-yard rushing attempt last week, but I don't think that was necessarily out of the backfield. It was more so on one of those end-around plays with his speed to get him around the edge. I mean, he's that type of player, so I think it kind of plays really well into who the Broncos are looking forward to seeing in this as a key matchup, and I think it has to be the entire Broncos defense against Debo Samuel, one of the most explosive athletes in all of the NFL. I mean, when you factor in, and he won me a lot of fantasy football games last year even in games when i was down by 30 plus points he would bring me back to do that he is always in line for some sort of explosive play now so far this season the broncos have not been impacted by big time explosive plays by athletes they've been able to limit tyler lockett they've been able to limit dk metcalf they were able to limit brandon cooks but debo is just a different animal because of how he can be used and talking to broncos players this week in the locker room they said, hey you got to you got to understand, and you got to know where nineteen is at on the field every single time. So the Broncos have a lot of respect for Debo Samuel, what he can do. Uh, so I think that's going to be a big key. Can you limit his ability to get behind the defense? Because keep in mind. Maybe Patrick Sertan's not going to play in this game. You're already down without Justin Simmons on the back end, who's on injured reserve for the next couple of weeks. And so you have Caden Stearns feeling it. But Caden Stearns popped up on the injury report with a hip issue that he's been dealing with a little bit since training camp. So the Broncos safety depth right now is tested. The cornerback depth is tested. If Sertan can't play, you're going to see rookie cornerback, Damari Mathis, out of pit. He's going to step up to the table just like he did last week. So that is a tough matchup. But I would say one matchup in particular I'm really intrigued about has to do with the Broncos pass rush, Bradley Chubb and free agent offseason acquisition, Randy Gregory. I want to see how these guys do against a guy like Trent Williams. Now, he was on the injury report for uh, Wednesday initially, but it was NIR, non injury related, more likely a veteran's day of rest. I'm assuming you guys probably have a little more information on that than I do. But I want to see the pass rush against a guy like Trent Williams, who was bend. You know, I mean, everything as advertised in San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan does some very unique things with him sometimes using him as an extra guy and motioning him and then running behind him there. So I think that there are some things that the Broncos had to do. Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory have gotten off to a tremendous start so far on this season. Randy Gregory's forced a couple of fumbles so far early on and Bradley Chubb's gotten to quarterbacks twice and is forced to fumble himself. So for me, I think that's going to be a defining matchup to your kind of counterpoint here. I mean, what have you seen from Trent Williams so far against some of the edge rushers that have been thrown his way i know they've played chicago they've played seattle uh, is there anything you feel like the broncos should exploit or attack on the offensive line for san francisco
1: yeah week one was actually not a great game for trent williams and the, the 49ers offensive line got beat a few too many times they they shored things up in week two and looked a lot better Crock talked about the guys in the interiors the ones you were worried about but trent williams didn't even have a great game in week one and yeah that that those couple of plays from last year with trent williams in motion it's kind of unfair and who knows, maybe more of that is in store for Trent Williams, some uh, some wide tackle or tackle back. You got the wide back. I, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Trent Williams with the ball. That, that'd be kind of fun. But um, Trent Williams is, is someone you, you leave alone. You don't have to worry about him because there's enough to worry about with the other four guys. And and Mike McGlinchey's a, a pretty good run blocker, but he's he's kind of apt to give up one big pass rush every game it's always like something where it's it's such an obvious um miss and he he gets blown back and gets beat with power and it's on a big third down and so um you could probably find one of those but Overall, uh, I was impressed with what I saw from the offensive line last week. It was much better than week one, but I think there are some opportunities for some teams. With you know, you got youth at both left guard and right guard. You've got a guy who's a you know 30-year-old journeyman that's starting at center, Jake Brendel, and he's done okay, but you can't expect him to dominate week in and week out. So aside from Trent Williams, there are some players who are beatable And in week one, even Trent Williams was beatable. But I think they've fixed some of that. And, you know, they're going to come after you and and be physical and and try to tire you out in the run game to where you can't come after him in the passing game.
0: I think those are all very fair points. And coming up here in just a moment, here on this Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown 49ers crossover Thursday episode on Lockdown Podcast Network, we are going to each discuss how the Broncos or how the 49ers can win this game on Sunday. What do they need to do? You get that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about betonline.net, the sponsor of today's episode Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown 49ers, and your favorite audio podcasting platforms or YouTube. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week games heading into week number three of the National Football League. BetOnline is your continuing source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports and scores. The fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. As we jump into the fourth quarter action of today's Locked On Podcast Network Crossover series between the Locked On Broncos Podcast and Locked On 49ers podcast, just want to say thank you so much to everybody for tuning in on our favorite audio podcasting platforms or whether you're watching both shows on YouTube. We appreciate you so much. All right, gentlemen, let's dive into the the defining moment of today's crossover episode here for the San Francisco 49ers. If they're gonna come out on top with a victory on Sunday against the Denver Broncos to improve to two and one on the season. What needs to happen for them to come out on top?
2: a cleaner game, right? And I think the Broncos have witnessed this, especially week one. I'm pretty sure the Denver Broncos fans and people that cover them are kind of looking at that team like, man, that's a that's game you beat yourself. Fumbling twice in the red zone, committing over 100 yards of penalties. And the 49ers lost that same way in Chicago. Well, the 49ers played the most cleaner brand of football against the Seattle Seahawks. And even then, they tried to sneak in one little play where I will say one little play. It was a blocked field goal that was returned for a touchdown. That was the Seahawks' only points of the entire game. Game. But outside of that, they did a really good job of not committing penalties. They had one penalty for 26 yards, which even then, I think that one was kind of questionable. You know, me, the defensive back and me defending the, the DB. But playing a clean brand of football, obviously, we know things happen in football. So it's not that simple. But if they do that, I feel comfortable about the 49ers' chances of winning this game.
1: And I know Russell Wilson's in a different uniform now, but Russell Wilson's been the boogeyman for the 49ers when he was yeah. with the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm a little bit worried that he'll have his breakout get-right game for the Seahawks, because I don't think I'm overstepping saying, Cody, that maybe it's been a little disappointment. What's what they look like the offenses look like with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett and, and trying to figure things out there? Um, there is that little worry in the back of your mind that Russell Wilson figures it out against the 49ers, has a big game. Uh, maybe he's able to take advantage of um, some misuse and coverage that we saw in week one. Um, as good as Talanoa Hufanga has played, he, he missed a couple things and he wasn't there when he needed to be. And, and Justin Fields was able to make a couple of plays in the rain to beat the 49ers. So you hope none of that happens um and russell wilson you know breaks out in this game but from what i've seen the denver broncos are going to score 16 points so the question is are the 49ers going to score six more than 16 on sunday
0: that's going to be a big question. From a lockdown Broncos perspective, if the Broncos are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday in primetime action, they have to limit the explosive play ability from Debo Samuel and guys like George Kittle, even Brandon Ayuk. And I know there's been a little bit of favoritism. For example, when Trey Lance was in, Brandon Ayuk was one of his more favorite guys, more prominent targets. With Jimmy Garoppolo, we all know his security blanket, where's number 19? So if you can limit that connection, you can limit those explosive plays. And if George Kittle does play, you have to identify I were 19 and he is located at as well. Denver has a chance to do it but going to the Broncos offensive side of the ball this is where everything matters for Denver can they find a way to have better in-game management time of possession management things like that because the Broncos through two weeks have been impacted in a negative manner by some delay of game penalties that have set them backwards here that's been a huge issue and also when they get into the red zone they simply can't punch it in they become very pass happy rather than run the ball with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon if the Broncos find themselves in in the red zone. They have to find a way to convert, not get too pass happy, and utilize your best playmakers and find balance overall. This has been an area problem for them through the first two weeks, even though that San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shannon says, hey, it takes some time, especially as you're a rookie head coach. You're, he believes that Hackett will figure things out, but that'll be the biggest thing. The issue for the Broncos offense hasn't been Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's been everything is advertised in the eyes of Broncos fans and what he's been able to do. It's just being able to finish it, and that, that's really been a huge concern for the Broncos. They've had opportunities, but they've had no issue moving the ball downfield. But if they do that, can they punch it in? If the Denver Broncos are going to win on Sunday against the 49ers to improve to 2-1, and one, That's going to have to be a big key for the game here for this Denver Broncos football team. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to today's crossover episode featuring Lockdown 49ers, Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock and Lockdown Broncos myself, Cody Rourke. We appreciate you tuning in on your favorite audio podcasting platform. We appreciate you watching on our respective YouTube pages. We have a podcast for you every single day and make sure if you're a Broncos fan, you want to know a little bit more insight about the 49ers, check out Lockdown 49ers hosted by Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker. If you're a 49ers fan looking for Some intel on the Denver Broncos. You can always tune in here to the Lockdown Broncos podcast hosted by myself and Sarah Bettinger. The Broncos will host the San Francisco 49ers Sunday Night Football primetime action. You can get all the recaps on your respective Lockdown Broncos or Lockdown 49ers pages as well. Thank you so much.